What's going on, you guys? It's your boy, Matt Thomas. It's your boy, Royalty, and I'm back with another, another podcast. I haven't been here with you guys for a while now. Um, if you guys are tuned in, you guys know that I've been working on my Overlook docuseries. Um, right now, we are pushing episode seven. If you are watching this or listening to this right now, episode seven should be dropping the week of. Um, I'm just going to give you guys a quick overview on that. You know, going through that process and, and talking about, you know, being overlooked and going through that footage of years and years of footage is uh it regurgitates a lot of different feelings you know a lot of different memories that i wanted to live and a lot of memories that i didn't want to live but the biggest thing about it all is that the fact that i can impact you guys with my story with my camera with the camera that was so old and uh just not gonna put the visuals out for you guys and you know give you guys a better understanding it's the it's the best thing out there you know i just want to say that i appreciate when it's tuned in and, uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, you know, you're missing out. You're bugging out. So please make sure you guys check into the Overlook docuseries. Now, on to the Overlook podcast. You know, you guys know I talk about everything from basketball to relationships to personal emotions to religion, everything. Um, with this one today, I'm going to talk about the vulnerability of a man. Uh reason being that I want to talk about this is that um, over the past few days, um, pushing seven, eight days, I've actually been in a very low space in my life um and i know it sounds kind of crazy because like a lot of things are going good my youtube is popping off um my credit score is going up um I, i'm just i mean I'm, i should be in a happy space and a happy place in my life um but i honestly feel i felt defeated um even with me making this video today and you know making this audio with you guys today you know i, I, I felt and i feel defeated um reason being i won't get too detailed to but um yeah man like I, sometimes i was waking up and I was jumping out of my, you know, out of my sleep and a sweat and a scare, you know, just wondering, like, you know, did I make the right decisions? Am I making the wrong choices? Am I doing the right thing? And it's it's been so crazy because, you know, it's been seeping into my subconscious. You know, the fact that it's been seeping into my subconscious, you know, when you're up, you know, you're always thinking, you know, you're always thinking of a million things, a million thoughts. But when it seeps to your subconscious and you can't close your eyes and you can't sleep, it's hard to get past that aspect, you know. And and that was just one thing that just really made me start thinking about, okay, let me chop it up and, and talk about, you know, the male vulnerability. Um, I felt lost. I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to. And although I could have had people to talk to and I could have expressed myself and I could have, you know, uh, you know, got that out there. I mean, the people that you want to talk to or the person that you want to talk to, you can't, you know. And... Sometimes you might tell a person a story and they might not understand it. They might not be able to to grasp what you're trying to tell them because only you can know from your side. Um, I felt helpless. I felt helpless because everything was internal. Everything was mental. Everything was psychological and I couldn't do nothing about it. It wasn't nothing that I could have had a drink about or, you know, my favorite sweet about or hung out with the right girl or hung out with the right guys. It just was something that I just couldn't shake, you know. And for the first time in a long time, you know, I was actually shedding tears. You know, I found myself crying endless times, numerous times. The last time I cried like that was actually last year when uh, Kobe passed. You know, when Kobe passed, that was something that impacted me, affected me deeply, dearly. You know, something I still don't understand. But, you know, I was shedding tears. And I think it was just a fear of the what if, you know, the fear of the uncertain, the not knowing the truth, not knowing the, the answer that I'm expecting and I'm anticipating, you know. And I, I mean, my life, I've been a selfish guy. I've been a selfish guy because... I've always had to fight for what I wanted and fight for what I felt like I needed in life. And I find myself in that same situation right now. Um, the quote of today, I put it on one of my recent pictures on, on Instagram. It said, what didn't work out for you really worked out for you. And it sounds crazy, but what didn't work out for you really worked out for you. You know, I look, the reason why I put this as my caption and why I put this into my post is I was holding my camera. And with me holding my camera, it just, it just was crazy because Obviously, I wanted to have a big-time contract. Obviously, I wanted to play professionally at the highest level. You know, obviously, I wanted to win championships and, and everything. But, you know, that wasn't the, the story that was written out for me. Now, it could look like it, it that I failed and I didn't get to that point. And that's what I felt like prior to this documentary. Prior to this documentary, I felt like I failed. I felt like I was telling you guys a sad story and that you guys were going to feel sorry for me. I'm like, oh, Matt, don't give up, don't give up. But that's not the direction it went. The direction it's actually going is that more people are inspired and motivated to 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 be great more people are more understanding and want to learn my story and want to be better for themselves more people are wanting to know more and more and more it's like it's like i created my own snowfall it's like i created my own uh, stranger things and i i love it you know i love the fact of the matter is that you guys are tuned in and you guys are excited to hear you know what i have to say i think that's just one of the biggest things overall you know um 
with this quote, you know, looking at this photo, I was just like, wow, you know, in this instance, in this moment, you know, um, I found myself, you know, holding an item, holding a camera that actually became one of my sources of income. Now, the objective, and I say the, the primary thing of being a professional basketball player is you get paid for your services. You get paid to play basketball. And, 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 and essentially, I'm a professional basketball YouTuber. You know, I just got my first payment out from YouTube, my first largest payment out from YouTube. And I normally don't discuss, you know, um, how much I make and stuff like that, but I'm so excited that I made my first $1,000 within one month off of YouTube. Like, this is the biggest thing. This is such a big deal for me. And I'm telling you guys, I'll probably never tell you guys again that whatever I make, I, you know, um, but it was so big. It was so exciting for me because it's like, you know, I've been doing this for so long, for so, you know, so many years, so much time. And it was just like, I've seen so many people give up. I've seen so many people that I asked and begged to support and stuff like that did not support and did not show love. And, you know, it just it just feels good, it, you know, to to look back and be like, damn, you did it. To look back and be like, those people that didn't support, those people that didn't love you, those people that didn't, you know, show face, you know, are looking now like, wow, I guess he did do it. You know, I guess he did make it happen. And, I, you know, and, and like I said, this is not for me to be on something like, ha, I got you, but... I got you, <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm so I'm so happy about that. Um, dang, that's crazy. That's like the first time that I laughed in a, in a couple of days. Um, I guess I guess talking to you guys is pretty much therapeutic. You know, it's pretty it's pretty therapeutic for me because I haven't had that person that I wanted to talk to. You know, I haven't had that opportunity to really get things off my chest. You know, it's scary to know like that, you know, the people that you want in your life and the people that are supposed to be in your life, that you feel supposed to be in your life can actually not be there at a certain point. You know, it's scary to know that. And tapping into the vulnerability of a man is that, you know, since a childhood, you know, as a man, you know, we are subjected to being not in tune with our emotions. We don't really believe in, you know, um, having emotions because emotions and vulnerability is shown as a weakness. And being that vulnerability and emotions is shown as a weakness over so many years, over so many, so much time, it's hard to really beat that. It's hard to really get past that. It's like, you know, how are we supposed to to adapt to a world and society? You know, for those that don't know, you know, I'm in my 30s. You know, oh, God, I think my, my lips just quivered when I said that. But, yeah, I'm in my 30s, you know, and we are more caught on into logic, not emotions. Women are more in tune with their emotions. And when we are tuned in with our emotions, it's told to be, you know, sad and like, you know, not strong and a, a sign of weakness. And this is what I believe for so many years. For so many years, I was caught up into the thought that, you know, for me to be tapped in and tuned into my emotions, you know, it means that I'm soft. It means I'm not hard like one of the guys. It means that I can't, you know, I can't shake it off, you know, jump from one girl to another girl and jump to another girl. And, and I ain't going to lie, for so many years, it was cool. For so many years, it was cool for me to to have those options. And for so many years, it was so, so cool for me to, you know, make different choices. But that's not the life that you actually want to live. That's not the life that you actually want to be. And I, I find myself getting to that point where that's not what I want to be. That's not who I want to be as a man. And it's easy for me to say that, but I don't see me, you know, letting down these guards, you know. I didn't see me letting down these guards and actually, like, you know, allow myself to allow someone else in. And not even just a, a person, but to allow the, op the option of emotions to come in, to allow the option of, of being sympathetic and being open to the idea of love. You know what I mean? One thing I want to talk to you guys about is that, you know, growing up, like I said, you know, you guys know my big homie, my mother, my lady, my first lady in my life. Um, she was she was tough love, you know, so we're not even going to go down that road. We kind of already know that story. But, you know, being psychologically convinced that so long that, you know, tough love is the right love, you know, and then to get into relationships and to get in situations and to not be properly able to give off that love, you know, you start to get those questions like, what's wrong with you? You know, why you can't cuddle? You know, why you don't hold me? Why you don't like when I touch you? Why you don't, you know, why you don't do certain things? And it's like, yo, bro, like for so long, this is my mindset. For so long, this is what I was taught. So now that you're telling me that you don't like certain things, you don't like the way that I am, you don't like the way that I'm handling myself, you're making it seem like it's wrong, which makes me think something's wrong with me, which makes you go into that closed closet. And then, you know, I pull back because I feel like, damn, you know, I worked so hard to get to this, to get to this point. I built this, this armor up and this shield up for so long to get to this point. And now you're telling me like, what's wrong with you? It's like, nothing's wrong with me. What's wrong with you? You know, and I think, I think that's one of the biggest things that I find myself, you know, doing nowadays is like, I've built myself on this foundation, on this solid foundation, on this on this foundation of who I am as a man and who I want to be, who I'm going to be, and who I'm allowing everybody else to see me as. And 
I don't, I don't, I really don't see myself, you know, being as emotional as I should be. Now, one thing I say is in, in, in my notes, you know, it says a man that allows himself to feel vulnerability and feel his emotions is not a man of weakness. It's a man of strength. And I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. The reason why I didn't understand this is because, like, you know, how can you be strong by allowing yourself to feel an emotion? I, I psychologically convince emotions with weakness. I psychologically convince, you know, vulnerability with weakness. And it's because you're allowing yourself the option to allow things to come in. You know, how else do we get smarter? We go to school with the objectives of learning. You know, you can't you can't go to school with a closed mind and then you like graduate. You can't go to school with a closed mind and succeed. So I guess I took it on as I have to do the same thing with my emotions and, you know, being vulnerable and uh, allowing the vulnerability to come into my life is just another step that I'm actually talking to you guys about. I haven't spoken to anybody about this. It's something totally new for me. It's something that I'm so, you know, pulled back and forth about. But if... If me being vulnerable means that I can have who I want in my life, have the right person, the right friends, the right lover in my life, I'm going to do it. You know, like like over this over the past couple of days, um, I think I got a taste of that understanding of money doesn't bring you happiness. Over the past couple of days, I think I got a taste of money doesn't bring you happiness. Like, I have everything that a person I feel like would want, you know, a person that, that is striving for something better. I have that. And to to have the YouTube, to have the degrees, to have, you know, uh, the physical fitness of, of, of my body, to have the, the laughter, just to have what whatever a person would perceive as a blessing. I had these things, and I was not happy for the last seven or eight days of this of this week. It's it's been so tough for me. It's been so like me talking about it right now. I'm just getting goosebumps just thinking about it because it's bringing me back into the state of the thought process that I was having, you know. And I know people sometimes use their emotions, use their feelings, use their words to to victimize themselves. But this is really serious for me. I don't have to come on here and lie to you guys and and make it seem like you know I'm something that I'm not. Like no, I really felt and I really feel something as I'm speaking to you guys. This is something difficult and real for me as. As I'm talking, because you know, I really couldn't see myself getting to this point. And long behold, like you know, a couple of change variables in my life, and it was just like, yo, you know what? This is like, what's your substance? You know, who are you as a person? You know, and I think, I think, I think we just fear being vulnerable because of the embarrassment. I fear being vulnerable because of the embarrassment. Imagine I tell you a story and you just judge me. You know, imagine I tell you something about my past and you just judge me, you know, something that I dealt with, something that I'm dealing with, and you just judge me. You mean to tell me that I got to go back and backtrack so many years and explain myself from those years ago to, you know, till now? Nah, like, you know, that's why I feel like men are so subjected to not opening up to women. I feel like one of the biggest things that men don't open up to women is because we feel like we're nervous, we're scared, you know? We're afraid for a woman to be like, oh, you still got those mommy issues. You got those no daddy issues. You got you got so much to deal with. Ew, nobody wants to deal with that. And that's just tough. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to go through that. And have I dealt with it? Yes. Have I came across it? Yes. Um, what was my response in, in, in doing so? I closed off. I eliminated the situation. I, left, I let go of the situation. And was it the best thing for me? Probably. You know, the people that I was talking to, I probably never remember them. I probably don't remember half of them. But the thing about it is, is that we as men, although we might seem closed off and we might not seem like we are tapped into our emotions, we actually do want to allow ourselves to be accepted by the opposite race, the opposite gender, I mean. You know, it's, it's just tough because, you know, imagine being taught something for so long. Imagine being taught two plus two is four your whole life, your whole life, you know, 20, 30 years, two plus two is four. And then somebody comes to your life and be like, yo, what's wrong with you? It's five. And you're like, it's not five. But then other people are like, nah, it's five. Other people are saying to you, like, no, like, like you, you're you're wrong. You know, it's gonna be hard for you to 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 lose that mindset and learn something else different. But I'm open to the opportunity. I'm open to the opportunity because this past week scared me. It scared me to let me know that I could lose everything that I have and everything and even more. Everything that I've strived for, everything that I've pushed for, everything that I've I've wanted. Um I've gotten so far. But one thing I can say is if I don't have somebody to share that with, if I don't have somebody to to express that with, if I can't talk to my best friend, if I can't talk to my lover, if I can't talk to my lady, then it means nothing to me, you know? I could be in a room full of 30 people and 30 people could congratulate me, but if the person that's supposed to be there is not there and is not hearing my story, is not hearing what I'm talking to them about, then I cannot 
I appreciate that. The person that's not there from the trenches, and when I say the trenches, I, re- I refer to the trenches of, you know, from the beginning of what you started to where you at now. If a person cannot understand that, it's just it's just different for me. I can't get to a higher status in my life and then find somebody and be like, oh my God, they understand they understand me. Nah, you can't understand me. You can't. Like, like I'm coming from pork and beans and franks. You know what I mean? I'm coming from. I'm coming from cups and noodles of soup on Thanksgiving, you know, because I was at school. Like I'm coming from, I'm coming from situations where where certain meals and certain certain drinks was was amazing to me. You know what I mean? I can't I can't get to the part when I'm in the upper echelons, hanging out with the you know the A list team, and then you know I'm drinking on Chardonnay and champagne and Moet, and then people are like, Yo, man, I'm proud of you. It's like, bro, you don't even know the real me, you know. And I don't want to lose the the aspect of what makes me me and what made me who I am you know, for the future. I don't want to lose that aspect. The biggest reason, because I don't want to forget how where I came from, you know, and, and watching this documentary and watching what I'm doing and seeing the, the growth and stuff like that, it just, it just, it's just a scary feeling. Just knowing how many people I knew in that lifetime and how many people I knew around those times and not being friends or cool with any of them, you know? Not being able to be like, yo, damn, you're, you know, look where I'm at now, you know? I don't know. That's something for me. That's something. It might not be something for you. You might be like, forget them. And normally I'm like, forget them too. But but that's something that I feel like I need. You know, that's something I feel like I need. You know, one thing I want to say is, you know, as a man, us being not being tapped into our feelings and not us being not tapped into our emotions, you know, because of psychological trauma, childhood trauma, you know, emotional trauma and stuff like that. It's not an easy task to get over it, but we can't play victims our whole life. We can't be the pallbearer of a situation and be like, oh, you know, it is what it is. Nah, nah. Like, we can't keep being victims, yo. And I, I played the victim role for a long time. Oh, the reason why I don't love is because of this. The reason why I don't do this is because of this. The reason why I'm not allowing you in is because of this. You know, you will accept me for me or not. Like, nah. Nobody's object. Nobody's obligated to take anything that they're not supposed to take. And we want people to fight for us and we want people to... To you know, to ride to the end of the world for us, and then we half loving. We got one foot in and one foot out. You know, we we kind of giving them what they want, when we kind of not. You know, and then we going around, you know, treating them like this. And then when they want to leave, we want to be like, oh, but you leaving me? Everybody turned their back on me. Everybody betrayed me. Oh, you just like everybody else? I've done it. I've done it. And 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 I ain't gonna lie. You can you can really convince yourself. You can become a pathological liar and convince yourself that that a person really betrayed you, knowing that the whole time that you was betraying them. You know, and that's actually probably the first time I said it out loud. And I, I, I guess I feel relieved. You know, I, I guess I feel, I feel honest. You know, but one thing is like, just, just keep, just keeping the truth, just keeping, just keep, keeping the love and within situations and relationships. I'm gonna talk to you guys about relationships. I'm gonna talk to you guys about about a big aspect of that. Um, I've talked to a couple of my friends, a couple of my guy friends recently, and. They were telling me like, yo, you know, this is how it is with their shorty. This is how it is with their wife and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, what makes you stay? What makes you fight? What makes you bada bing bada boom? And they were telling me a bunch of situations, a bunch of reasons, a bunch of things that that makes them want to. And and I I want that. I have that. You know, I I, I don't want to lose, you know, what I have with someone because of my ignorance, because of my ego. And and ego is ego is a big thing. Ego is is one thing that I find us. We always get caught up into um, ego is something that we we do for social media. Ego is something that we allow people to see us about, and we just hope that they just take it and they don't they don't check us to see if we fake. We they they don't check us to see if if we real or not. And now ego is just another extension of vulnerability. You know, it's a defense mechanism. It's the plexiglass. You know, it's it's a mirror. It's it's you just trying to show somebody else something that they don't. You know, you really don't want them to see. The thing about it is, is that. Who are you offline? Who are you offline? Me offline, exactly, exactly how I am now, how I am with you guys watching is exactly how I am offline. Like, it's not it's not a facade. Like, if you want me to sit here and be like, oh, you know, I'm a perfect person. No. Like, my room be dirty, you know? Like, I'll eat food and then just toss it in the garbage. Like, it's in my room. Like, you know, I won't clean up for some days or, or I'll come in from the gym and just toss my clothes on the floor. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to try to promote in front. Like, you know, I'm something bigger than I am and I'm not. Like, yo, this is me. This is, I'm, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to learn how to be better. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but I don't want to lose the best thing that happened to me just because I don't know how to handle my own self in my own situation. 
And that's real. And that's real talk to you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to be vulnerable for the op- opportunity to actually have love. You know what I mean? Like, I know you've seen posts where it's like, you know, when you try to get to the person that you want to get to and you really don't want them. I mean, you, you really want them and everybody else that you don't want wants you. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that real life, you know? And I've seen myself in situations where I've, I've questioned like, yo, did I miss out on the right one? And did I miss out on this one? I said this in previous conversations and previous shows on here, but I want to make sure I let everybody know. There's nobody in my past that I would go back to get right now. When I have these conversations with you guys and I talk to you guys, I'm only talking from the the what if aspect. Like, what if I stayed in school and I would have got my doctorate? You know, I'm a year and a half removed. What if I wouldn't be making content for you guys? Like, what would I be doing? You know, I'll be a blonde head, tattooed doctor. You know, the what ifs is not like I made the wrong decision. Or I made the I made the wrong choice. It's just me, you know, crossing my my dots and you know my T's and stuff like that. So. I don't want you guys to think that I'm living in the past and I'm just concerned, like, oh, my God, you know, I, I might have missed out. I might have nah, I ain't missed out on nothing. Everything that's happening right now, everything that I have in my life right now, I'm happy with, you know, and, and I wouldn't change anything that I have in my life for nothing, you know. Um, like I said, you know, what I've been through over the past week, it gave me a taste that, yo, money might not be everything. You know, money might not be everything. This this past week has given me a taste that money might not be everything. Like, yo, you know, you still can go through stuff. You still can have all this stuff. And if you're not happy within... If you're not happy with what's going on, you could lose everything. And and that feeling of knowing that I still felt insignificant, even though I felt like I had everything in the world, was the worst feeling ever. And I want to make sure that my foundation is better. And the first thing I'm going to attack about my foundation is my vulnerability and my ego. You know, do I think my ego is, is bigger than anybody else? It probably is. You know, my ego has got me so far. It's got me, it has got me so far in my life, but it has got me so far, but it won't get me farther than what I need to be. They say, you know, the strength of the man and the, the, the direction that a man will go, they say the strength of a man and the direction that a man will go is by the woman he deals with, by the woman who's in his life. And that is such a big deal. That is such a big deal. And I know we all tread on water lightly and stuff like that, but fellas, if you still on the type of time where you're just going around, just smashing hella joints, and you you pass 25 or you pass 30 like your bro, you got to hang it up, bro. <laughs> you you got to hang it up. You know, I battle with the conversation up to him. Like, you know, am I ready to have kids now? You know, like I'm pushing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I plan on being a millionaire by 35, but in my mind, when I was younger, by the time I was 30, I was supposed to have three kids and a wife. You know, and I ain't got that yet. Like, I don't know. How do you prepare? You know, what do you do with them things when you get them? You know what I mean? Like, do you just wave it around? Do you just, <laughs> like, what do you do with those things when you get them? And, and I just want to make sure that my trauma, the things that I've been through, my hurt and stuff like that, my lady understands me even when I'm bad, even when I don't have the answers, even when I'm confused, even when I make her mad. I want her to understand, like, yo, listen, this is my heart. Don't quit on me. Don't quit on me. I feel like as a man, uh, our vulnerability stages, we only have but so many. And I mean, yo, I've given this opportunity and I've given this chance plenty of times. And it's always came back to bite me in the ass. It's always came back to bite me in the ass. You know, it, it has. But the biggest thing I want to say right now is like, you know, just giving that opportunity of, yo, what if, you know? I want I want to be able to allow myself to to shed these layers and, and show my real vulnerable self. You know, I want to be able to be like, yo, listen, you know me better than anybody else knows me. I feel like nobody don't really know the internal Matt, the real thoughts Matt, you know. And to have that best friend, to have that love, to have that person that you could really confide into and stuff like that, that's what we all yearn for. You know, and I, I've i been in situations, I've been dating and... And I, I could be a dick. I could be an ass. You know, I could, I could, I could say some stupid stuff, man. And, and like, you know, me talking, like, me talking about it right now, I could feel that little, that little roller coaster feeling in my chest. I could feel it like, like something's about to happen or something hasn't happened. You know, living in that life of uncertainty is so scary, man. Like, you know, just not knowing, just not knowing, just wanting to, wanting to be sure I can understand it. You know, and most of you guys probably listening to this is like, yo, what are you talking about? You know, what are you what are you referring to? But, you know, us men and being vulnerable, you know, it's not an easy task for us. You know, I'm, I've been dream chasing for all of my life, like all of my life. Since I was 15, I knew what I wanted to do in my life, you know, and it's it's so long. You know, pause. It's, it, I've been doing it for so long that it's um it's tough. It's tough. You know, um, dream chasing for me has been has been crazy. I'm going to say dream chasing has, for me has been crazy because I've been dream chasing for so long. I've been busy. I've been active, 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 you know. So for the first time the other day, um, I went outside a couple of times and I cried. I cried like four or five times, four different occasions. I couldn't stop myself from crying. I couldn't stop myself from from shedding these tears. And the reason why I couldn't stop myself is because my body needed to let that out. 
you know, and and my boy called me, you know, big time rapper, my boy Trippy, um, aka Casey. He um he hit me. He was like, "Yo, bro, you know, somebody just somebody just you know something just told me to hit you." And when he hit me, he just told me like, "Yo, you doing your thing? Just stay consistent, bada bing, bada boom. You know what you doing right now?" And I was like, "Yo, honestly, yo, bro, I'm going through it." Honestly, I don't have all the answers. Honestly, I'm struggling. Honestly, I don't like, and I'm not doing this for social media. Like, I'm not posting about it as far as in the sense of, you know, um, somebody come help me. But I am posting to let people know, like, yo, listen, this is what I, this is what I feel. I don't want people thinking that, you know, my, my social media and my platform is only for the highlights. Like, nah, bro, if I have a down moment, I'm telling you. Like, I'm okay with telling people, like, yo, I have a down moment. I'm okay with people telling people, like, yo, listen, yo, today, damn, I forgot to put the order on. I'm okay with telling people, like, yo, damn, you know, today's not my day. I'm okay with putting my bad moments out there because when my bad moments get out there, I want to embrace them, and I want the people around me to embrace them, too. I don't want to feel like I have to be a perfect Picasso and stuff like that to be to be wanted and to be accepted. That's never been me. That never will be me. The objective of this Overlooked podcast is actually to talk about being overlooked, not being perfect. Not being, you know, the ideal person. Like, nah, I want to be the best person I could be every day because, I'm, you know, that's what you're supposed to strive for. But I had to sit down and really think, like, damn, I've been chasing my dream for so long, for 15 years, bro. I've been chasing my dream for 15 years, and I haven't stayed still. I haven't stayed still once to really just sit down and appreciate what I have. You know, today was the first day that I actually sat down and was like, like, wow, you know, um, this is a big deal for me. This is this is something that that I needed. This is something that I wanted to talk about. This is something that, you know, I expected, and and it was big for me. Like I I think about me doing this podcast all the time. I think about me doing this podcast all the time. You know, I I, I did not come up with the idea to do the podcast. Um, you know, somebody that means a lot to me, Adelbert Torres. Uh, she told me like, yo, listen, Matt, you got a voice. She was like, you got to talk. You know, you got to let them know. Your voice, you know, you have a male voice. You got to let them know what's up. And like I said, when when things happen, I kind of run to her. I let her know what's going on and stuff like that. And just knowing that this platform was given to me by a seed that she planted in me to do so, it's like, bro, I got to make sure I'm doing the right thing. You know, it's like someone asked me the other day, they was like, what is it that you don't do? And it was like, damn, I mean, when you put it like that, there's not something, that's not nothing that I really don't do, but I want to make sure that I'm doing everything to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Of course, I can make people mad. Of course, there's people out there that probably don't like me. Ah, get over it. I don't care. Well, I'm at in my life. I just have too much going on for me to lose it. And this past week showed me that I can lose it even if I have everything. So I know in the Bible it was like, you know, uh, what is a man uh, to gain the world if he if he doesn't have God or something like that don't you know if you guys know correctly you know please comment down below but it was like what is a man to gain the world if he doesn't have anything to you know show for it and I don't want to be that man I don't want I don't want I don't want to be that man you know I don't want to have everything in the world and have nothing to show for it I don't want to have everything in the world and not be able to share with somebody you know it's it's big I see people nowadays they just out here just just doing whatever they want you know they just living a life and. Like, like, it's not really good. You know, I don't want to be the type of person that's just going to the club to take a couple of snaps and take a couple of pictures and, and get a couple of drinks and just make it look like I'm having the best time of my life. Nah, I want substance. I want to travel. I want to see the better things in life. I want to share my secrets. I want to share my demons. I want to talk about things that actually bother me, that actually scare me. I want to talk about world conspiracies. And I want to talk about, you know, what if it was a, a zombie apocalypse? I want to talk about real conversations. Conversations going to keep us up in the middle of the night and going to let me know like what like what we are. Who we are to each other, you know. What would I do if I didn't come to your life? What would I do that now that you are in my life? And what would I do to make sure that I would never lose you? You know, these are the conversations that I want to have, and people don't have these significant conversations. I think that's a very, very big deal that I want to make sure that we start, you know, paying attention to. You know, this is one thing that that I think that that we should all start paying attention to is like, yo, listen, what's the better way that we can make each other better? If your lady or your dude is not your best friend, are you doing something wrong? If you cheat, you know, you or you doing your your person, you doing something wrong, you know. And and, and I just want to make sure I, I paint that picture very clear, you know. Um one thing I can say is that in my life, you know, being vulnerable has had its downfalls. But who cares? You know, basketball has disappointed me plenty of times. You know, there's plenty of times when I shot the shot and I missed the shot. There's plenty of times when I passed the ball and I made a turnover. There's plenty of times I dribbled the ball and it bounced off my foot. There's plenty of times I jammed my finger, sprained my ankle, hurt my knee, hurt my back, hurt plenty of... But I did not quit on ball. I did not quit on ball. And look at where we at. You guys would have never knew about me if I ain't hoop. 
You know what I mean? So I'm just thinking like, what if I would do the same thing with love? What if I do the same thing with, with allowing myself to, you know, let something in? What if I do the same thing and allow myself to give myself that opportunity to allow, you know, the betterment of life? You know, the guy I was two and a half years ago um, to the guy that I am now is a much better man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, a lot of things that I did a couple of years ago. Now, if things come out about me, that's bad. I hope you guys still rock with me. But who I am now, who I'm becoming now is much better than who I've been. And I love this man that I am now. Now, he don't have it all figured out, but he's going to have it figured out. And my fellas that's listening, yeah, I'm talking to you from a perspective of, of a big brother, not a father, not 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 a person that thinks he's better. I'm talking to you from a, from, a, from a big brother's perspective. You know, I never had that person talk to me in this aspect. You know, besides my big cousin, you know, I never had a person talk to me in that aspect like, yo, listen, this is how you're supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what life is supposed to be for you. And this is how you're supposed to, you know, keep pushing towards it. Only thing that I knew was get up and chase. Get up and chase your dreams. You have to chase your dreams. The reason you have to chase your dreams, because nobody's going to give you a damn thing. Nobody's going to give you anything. Nowadays, I can't tell people, you know, how to feel or what to do. And I can't even tell you what love is. The reason why I can't tell you what love is, is because I don't know what love is, but I know what love is not. And because I know what love is not, everything outside of what love is not, I know what love is. If you can understand that, then you got me. If you can understand that, you got me. Like, like the biggest thing is, I, like, I know what love is not, you know? Love is not, you know, like I said, one foot in, one foot out. Love is not, you know, using a person so you can get something over them. Love is not financial. Love is not, love is bigger than that. Love is something that can overcome the world. Love is something that can overcome disease. So love is something that can overcome evil. When you talk about the word love, you know, we water it down so much and we say things like, I have love for you. Oh, yeah, I used to love him. Oh, I loved him a couple of weeks ago. I loved him a couple of months ago. Love, you don't just choose to fall out of love with somebody. If you genuinely love somebody, you love them with everything in you. You would die for that person. You would give something up for that person. You know how many times in my life I heard somebody tell me that they love me and they never actually show me that they love me? But they were so eager to tell me those words. Now, mind you, a person that's going through vulnerability, a person that's going through something, a person that's never had that in their life, when they hear it, you know, you accept it. You're like, damn, you know, don't play with me. You know, don't play like that. No, like for real though. Put that on everything. Usher for those for y'all that don't know. But seriously, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, you you yearn to hear that. You yearn to seek that, you know. So because I wasn't getting that in the crib, you know, when I started dating and I started dealing with, you know, multiple females, I'm yearning for that that attention, that accepting and stuff like that. So now I'm when I'm giving you my body, now we won. Then when I'm talking to you, pillow talking, you know, cuddling, whatever, whatever we're doing, now we're doing something else. Then when I tell you my dreams and aspirations, now I'm getting you into my mental. You know, and people don't understand is that, you know, throwing that word love out there and not really actually meaning what you mean, it, it, it can it can kill somebody deeply inside. It might not kill them physically, but you could really tear down a person's, you know, internal core because you don't know what you're doing. You're just saying things that's not true. I, I had a girl tell me she loved me, bro. We bumped heads. I didn't do a couple of things that she wanted. You know, about me when we was dealing with each other for for some time. And two weeks after, she was talking to a new dude. She hit me up the other day, and I'm like, yo, sis, like, listen, you didn't even love me, mo. You was talking to a whole other dude. She tried to argue the statement, like, yo, listen, um, well, it wasn't like that, you know, but it was like that. When you were loving somebody, nobody else can attract you. When you were loving somebody else, you cannot, you cannot lose that person. You would do anything to make sure you don't lose that person. And and it sucks that sometimes we have to go through certain points and certain certain realizations to to realize like, yo, damn, like I love this person. Like you have to almost lose somebody to realize that you love that person. You know, I didn't realize how much I appreciated basketball until I couldn't hoop. I didn't appreciate I didn't realize how much I appreciated my mom until I thought I was going to lose her. You know what I mean? And, it's, and it sucks that we have to almost lose something for us to really appreciate it. But I realized that. I didn't realize I appreciate I didn't realize how much I appreciate myself until I almost lost myself. The last time I had suicidal thoughts and depression thoughts was December 30th, 2017. Was the last time I had those thoughts. Right now, today is March. Today is March, I believe 11th. It might not even let me, let me, let me yeah, today is March 11th. A big day. First day I got uh, my big payout by YouTube. Today is March 11th. And over the past week, I've had so many negative thoughts that was coexisting with 2017, Matt. That scared the hell out of me. Because my life is not even where I where I used to be at. So mind you, December 30th, 2017, I had a, a lot of bad thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. Depression thoughts. It was the end of the world thoughts. March 11th, 2021, I had those same thoughts. 
maybe not as drastic as suicidal, but I was I I went into a depressive mode. Now I read up on a couple of articles and stuff like that, and it was saying that what happens when you get into the state, it could be because of multiple things. It says, you know, you could have finished a large project. So for those that don't know, like I said, the overlooked docuseries. It says, you know, most people like the race and hate the finish line because the race is a never ending thing. The finish line lets you know, like, dang, you know, it stops until you have something else to do. And and I feel like that on top of situations in the crib, situations emotionally and situations physically, as far as, you know, me getting injured with basketball and my ankle helping me down for two, uh, two months, you know, all of those multitudes of things, you know, really, really got on top of me, you know, really really consumed me all at once. And I didn't have all the answers, man. And, you know, being a person that always has all the answers and not having those answers, it scares you. It scares you. You know, I'm sitting here with you guys and I'm talking to you guys and my thoughts is like all over the place. Like I'm thinking of one person. I could be thinking of another another thing. I could be thinking about myself right now. Like, and there's so much all over the place. And, and I'm not going to sit here and cap with you guys. You know, a man being vulnerable is not going to come to you guys in one episode. And I could talk to you guys about this all the time. You know, it, it it is a big, big thing, you know? Like, even being vulnerable to having an open relationship with my mom, you know? Like, being vulnerable to tap back into it, like, your mom, you know? Why didn't we we get that type of love, you know? Why didn't we get that type of attention, you know? And and just being able to have that conversation. You know, most of us don't aren't able to have that conversation with our parents, you know? I don't even know if I can have that conversation with my mom, you know? And really just sit down and talk. Because, you know, that might regurgitate some feelings of her that she's not ready to deal with either, you know? And that's no blame on her. Like I said, she raised she raised three great kids, you know? You know, my brother, my sister, and myself, you know, turned out to be great. So, you know, you can't knock her. But then that just leaves, you know, some rocks in my life and some stones over, to, you know, unturned. And, you know, leaving some stones unturned can put you in a tough situation. You know, this is this is just a, a very, very big deal to me. Um, this This whole ordeal is a very big deal to me, just having this conversation because... For some reason, I feel like I'm I'm alleviating a lot talking about it. Like now, I'm not gonna say like when I leave out of here, I'm not gonna think my thoughts and 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 be concerned with certain things. But I am, you know, I I, I am gonna gonna think certain things. But I, before I got on this podcast with you guys, I actually prayed. It's the first time before my podcast I actually prayed, and I was like, I pray that God actually moves my words the right way and says the right things that I need to say because there's a bigger picture to this all. You know, I'm not here to try to be a Romeo and Juliet type of guy. I'm not here to be Casanova. I'm just here to be Matt Thomas. You know, I'm going to be the best Matt Thomas and the only Matt Thomas that I could be. You know, I'm not going to sit here in front with you guys. I'm not going to sit here and act like I got all the answers. I don't. Right now, this is a pop quiz for me. I don't know if I'm going to get this right. Well, I know is from everything that I do, I'm going to learn. And it's a lesson to be proved, you know. Um... You know, explaining the pain is is, 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 is really is really tough too. Explaining your pain and how you dealt with it and how you how you patch it up is one thing. You know, childhood trauma, emotional trauma, and things of now. Like how did you how did you heal that pain? You know, most of us go into relationships and like I said, we put on our best poker face. We go into the job interview and our resume looks good. How are you? You know, my name is Yeah, okay, copy. Like like you after a couple of months that you start to break down the actual mold of a person. But how did you heal up that pain? That pain from your last relationship, that pain from your mom, that pain from your pops, that pain from whatever it was, how did you heal up that pain? Did you did you tend to that wound? Most of the time that we say that we, you know, we over somebody or we over something, oh, just because we throw it in the back of our mind, that means that we're over it. That don't mean that we're over it. You know, with any wound, you're supposed to treat it. The first thing you're supposed to do to a wound is you're supposed to clean it. When you clean that wound, think of it as you expressing it, you letting out, you talking about it. Let's let's say let's say they're talking about it, getting it out your system or in whatever. If you need closure, I don't believe in closure, but if you need closure, let that be the the cleaning of the wound. First thing, you treat the wound. Whether you want to put A and D ointment on it, you want to put Aquaphor, you want to put whatever it is, you have to put something that's going to actually heal the wound, and then you patch it up with the Aquaphor and everything. That's you just like finding new hobbies, doing something else, doing something different, do the neosporin, like, you know, what's going to help you heal that wound faster? And as far as you putting the patches on it, the patches on it is like, okay, listen, I'm covering this up. And I know that when I cover this up, I'm closing this chapter. Now, when you close this chapter, don't think that when you close this chapter, you're never going to see it again. Because like any other, you know, wounds that you get, you always got the scar. The scar is always going to remind you of what was there. You know, it's going to remind you of of that memory, you know. How they say, like, pictures have a memory, uh, 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 pictures have um, a thousand words. So do memories. I mean, so do scars. So let that scar be your memory. Let that scar remind you, like, yo, listen, I survived something right here. Like, this this, this scar right here for you guys, this scar right here is a big scar for me. This scar, I got stabbed in my hand. 
I got stabbed in my hand. And I remember it all the time because I remember the pain. I could look at it and remember. I can remember how it was bleeding. I can remember. It's a scar that always sticks with me. It, it, it um, triggers something in my mind. Your heart has scars. Your lungs have scars. You know? Your tears. You know, sometimes you don't forget those bad moments. Sometimes you don't forget those things that hurt you. And maybe you're not supposed to. Maybe you're not supposed to. I think the biggest thing about vulnerability is vulnerability is like jumping off a cliff. You know what I mean? It's the opportunity to do it. It's the chance and the choice to do it. And just believing that it's going to be a, you know, a better side of the end of it. You know, before I jumped out of a plane and I really experienced, you know, skydiving, you know, I was like, yo, people that skydive is crazy. And actually, you know, doing it myself and actually jumping and actually getting into that plane and seeing the plane go up 15,000 feet and really just, you know, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And actually just looking and be like, yo, you know what? By the time I get up to this this 15,000 feet, you know, they're going to open up the back of this plane and we got to jump. You know, that's what vulnerability is. You know, it's just preparing yourself for something um, of the impossible. And yeah, some some bad things can happen. Some bad things can happen for us, fellas. Like, you know, but we built for it. You know, society's built us for it. You know, one thing I want to say is that the toughest thing I feel like it is for me and for, for men that, that can attest to this is in society, men aren't aren't supposed to feel emotions. You know what I mean? When I wake up, you know, I'm already fighting society, going outside, having a battle with the world, you know, having a battle with the workplace. Then I'm having a battle with the social media. Then I'm having a battle with the police officers. Then I'm having a battle with so much other stuff. Having a battle and fight all the time is like, bro, when I come home, I don't want to have to fight. You know, I want to just unload on my lady. I just want my lady to be my, my comfort place, my right place. You know, some of us, you know, our comfort place and our right place is the PS5. For those that still got the PS4, you know, or got to be the Xbox team. You know, what's your comfort? What's your what's your what's your moment where you could just, you know, let things go and, and just drop this off your shoulders? You know, I just I could sit here and, like I said, tell you guys a million things and act like I got it all figured out. But I don't have it all figured out. You know, but I know just to be able to have that person that you could just go to and just, just, uh, you know, let those shackles go is, is dope. It got to be. It got to be like, you know, you know, fighting all the time and just having to deal with so much toxicity in the world is crazy. Like, just think about it. Like, it's okay for them to profess and promote, you know, so much negativity, whether it's somebody getting killed, somebody getting shot, you know, something happening negative on, on, on social media. But the positivity we rarely see. If you post any positivity, it's like, oh, my God, you know, why are you showing, you know, good Samaritan deeds? So it's okay for me to show somebody getting chopped up? Like, like come on, you know. And being vulnerable as a man is not something that I've ever heard. I've never heard a man say, yeah, Yo, you got to allow yourself to be vulnerable. You got to allow yourself to be open more. Like, nah, this is the first time I'm actually hearing it. This is the first time I'm actually speaking to you guys about it. And like I said, I spoke to my boys. I spoke to my boy, Nashawn. You know, I spoke to my coach, E. And we were just talking about, you know, just relationships and just the aspect of, you know, how you, you know, how you know, you know, what it is. And then when you realize you're in love, it's like realizing that you're in love with someone, realizing that your heart is held by someone, realizing that you don't want to lose a person because they mean more to you than, than life itself, you know. That's that's just dope just to have that feeling, just to have the opportunity to be like, in life, you was able to love someone so much that you was not willing to lose them, that you was willing to give anything and everything to be with that person. You know, it, it it's interesting, man. It's interesting to, to see that because I don't think I've ever been in love in my life, you know, um, years prior. You know, I always thought that when I was in a relationship with a female, when I was dating a female, I was like, yeah, you know, I love shorty. Man, I ain't love them girls, man. I didn't. I didn't. How could I love you? How could I love you, you know, if I didn't love myself? You know, up until recently, I just started learning how to love myself. Up until recently, I just started learning how to uh, how to deal with certain things. You know, for the first time in a while, me and God ain't talking a long time. But this past week, best to believe me and him been talking. Best to believe me and him been talking. And I hate that I, I you know what I, I want to be honest with you guys about is I have a relationship with God. But one thing I want to say is that I hate that I only come to God with bad things and going on. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I sometimes sometimes I come to him when good things are going on, but I hate that I go to God when bad things are going on. It's like, yo, he deserved better than that. You know, you're not you're not my crutch. You're not, you know, I don't want you to just be my savior. I want you to be my friend too. Like I want to tell you about the good things and the bad things. You know what I mean? But it seems like I only go to him like, you know, when bad things happen. You know, some good things happen, I'll be like, you know, God, you're showing off. But when the bad things happen, it seems like I pay more attention to him. And it's like, yo, you know, and I want him to understand, like, yo, listen, you don't deserve that. You've been there for me for many times that I didn't even know about. You stop many assaults, rocks, you know, breakage, heartbreaks, and all that from me, and I didn't even know it. 
you know, and I and I just want to make sure that I'm able to to show that and tell you guys, like, listen, yo, I don't I don't have the best relationship with God. You know what I mean? Like, I want my relationship to be better. As I want my relationship to be better with God, I want my relationship to be better with my lady. I want my relationship to be better with my friends. I want my relationship to be better with my mom, my, whoever's in my life, whoever's in my life. I want I want to just be a better person overall. I want to be a better content creator for you guys, a podcast maker for you guys, a YouTuber for you. Like, like whoever's tuned in, I want to just be better. And I, like I said, this is my first time unloading all of this and just talking. Like, I'm I'm going. Like, I'm, I'm just rambling. I hope I'm not talking too fast. And, um throwing you guys off of what I'm saying, but but honestly it is like you know, it scares me just to know like this last week, this month this this year has been great for me. This year has been great for me. The, the, my subscriber count has skyrocketed through the roof. You know, I got an opportunity to put my stuff on Apple, um Apple T V. I got presented with a with an offer. Um I don't know if I'm gonna take it. So much has been going good for me, and and this and this last week has just reminded me, like, yo, listen, remain humble and make sure that your foundation is solid. Make sure what it is when you're when the camera's not on, and when the people are not watching, make sure that's solid. Because if that's not solid, that's what you have to worry about. So when we watch those Michael Jacksons and those people that's out there, and, and they they have millions of dollars, and you be like, oh damn, you know, if I had millions of dollars, you know, it wouldn't bother me. I, I can't say that. I got a taste of what it's like. I got a taste that yo, mental health is real. Like, you know, mental exhaustion is real. Like, you could have thousands and thousands of dollars, millions and millions of dollars, but if you don't have somebody to unload that onto and to help you deal with that, you will go crazy. If you do not feel good internally, you will go crazy. It is very important to make sure that your foundation is big. Do not choose a person because you're settling. Choose a person because they're the right person. You know, and I, I can't stress that enough to tell you guys, like, you know, it's a bigger picture to this all. It's a bigger picture to the soul. I hope with this message that I'm talking to you guys about, it's actually hitting somebody in the heart. I hope it's actually hitting you guys where it needs to be felt. Um, I'm gonna re-listen to these words and hopefully it actually does something for me because because I can't I can't even sit here and cap with you guys and act like I have it all figured out. You know, one thing I'll say is that it is a very difficult time in in the world for us. It is a very difficult time in the world for us. You know, um, vulnerability is actually strength. You know, and I'm I'm just here to tell you fellas, like, yo, listen, you know, let your ego go or chop it down just a little bit. Because I ain't going to sit here and be like, you know, my ego going. But chop it down just a little bit, you know. Allow yourself to 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 accept life and accept love. And, you know, don't settle, you know. You know, don't, don't just do something just because you want to do it. Do it because you believe in it. Do it because, you know, it matters to you. That's one big thing that I want to let you guys know. And like I said, I tap back into the quote of the day is sometimes what didn't work out for you, worked out for you and the crazy thing is like sometimes you might you might have missed your plane because god forbid that plane was gonna crash you know what i mean it's like you might have missed the train because god forbid if you would have ran too fast you could have fell in the tracks like we don't talk about the almost blessings and, and i know people don't hear it but we don't talk about the almost blessings like the reason why it didn't happen you know, I listened to a story before, and it was this guy, and his wife kept telling him. Wife was like, "Baby, can you just take, can you just take the kids to work? Can you take the kids to work?" He like, "Baby, I can't take the kids to work today. I'm gonna be late." She's like, "I need you to take them to work. Like, I I can't do it today. I need you. Please take them to work." He's like, "Baby, I can't take them to work today. I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna be late." Whatever, whatever. Uh, he decided that he was gonna take the kids to work. I'm gonna take the kids to school. By him taking the kids to school, he arrived to work about maybe like thirty minutes late, but he couldn't even get there because planes had crashed into the twin towers and that's an almost blessing now now it's unfortunate the people that passed and uh, you know rest in peace to all of them but we, we don't talk about the almost blessings and the almost you know what i mean like god saved you from something and you didn't even realize it but you were complaining you was more upset than actually realizing it you know what i mean like oh you could be on the airplane and then the airplane be like oh you know we stuck here for a couple of minutes and you're like dang you know i just want to get off this damn plane I just want to get off the plane. I've done it plenty of times. I just want to get off this plane. Don't don't tell me that we got to stay here. By the way, boom, I got to get off this plane. And you're so caught up in not realizing that that you might have missed something. You know that plane might have might have might have detoured and, and and not hit something that could have took you out of the sky. You know what I mean? Like there are almost blessings that we don't actually acknowledge. And I and I appreciate all of those almost blessings that I don't thank God for. That I'm going to start thanking God for because I feel like you know I thank God in the good times. But I need, I mean, I, I think God, you know, in, in, in bad times, but I need to start thinking of him in the good times because it really matters to me. It really matters to me because it's a bigger thing to me. And I feel like with this whole ordeal, you know, we need to be better. We need to be more. We need to, we, we need to do a, a, 
a whole whole heap of things, you know, a whole heap of soul faith and uh, soul searching and stuff like that. And like I said, I'm here with you guys to let you guys know, like, male vulnerability is tough. But, man, I feel like we could do it together. I feel like we could actually, you know, allow ourselves to to open up and, and, and be be better individuals, you know, be better overall. I feel like the better that we are as men in society, the better that we'll control society and, and you know, change the, the narrative of, of certain things, you know. I feel like one thing I'll say is that you glow differently when you're not hurting, when you don't have, like, ill intentions, and, you know, when you're not messy, like you just glow different. Like things are just different for you. You just got a different bounce to yourself. Yeah, yeah, bounce to your step. And I feel like you know having that bounce to your step is a very big deal. You know what I mean? Make sure you stay on the mixy stuff. Make sure you stay out of mixy situations and focus on your growth. Focus on really being better. You know, write these things down and attack them every day. You know, one thing I woke up every day now doing, I'm, I'm making my bed. I don't even know why I'm making my bed. I think I heard that millionaires do it. So I was like, if they do it, then that's the shit. I'm going to do it. But I ain't waking up at no five in the morning because I need my sleep. But what I'm going to say is like, yeah, like, you know, I started making my bed. And when I when I go home at night and I walk into my room, like, I actually see my crib. And I'm like, yo, you know, I feel good. Like, I feel better. I'm like, yo, you know what? This is dope. Like, this is something that that I needed, something that I wanted. And, and. I'm glad that I'm able to do this for myself. This is such a, a relieving thing. It's almost like I'm working out. It's almost like a um, a euphoria just coming home to that. And I guess this conversation that I'm having with you guys is a euphoria as well. You know, I'm actually letting you guys know, like, damn, you know, I had a weak moment. I haven't had weak moments this past week. And I don't know when I'm going to shake it. Hopefully I shake it soon. Hopefully, the res- you know, the resolution and and the results, you know, shake soon i've been telling myself that you know things have been going good for so long you know prior to this i used to take mental health days i used to take mental health days where i was off social media i didn't touch nothing i didn't look at nothing i just turned everything off not even youtube i didn't write back to no comments i turned my phone off for 24 hours and yeah you know you know it's crazy because you always reaching for your phone you always like where's it at where's it at where's it at but the last couple of times that i did it it actually it actually was some of the best days of my life man and i guess with this with this most recent thing um, I might have to tap back into it. Um, I probably am going to tap back into it this upcoming week. Um, unfortunately, like I said, you know, I'm dropping the docuseries, so I can't, you know, leave you guys uh, with this episode seven coming up. Um, but definitely, man, definitely. I hope you guys are really tapped in. You know, the Overlook docuseries is the best back- basketball series on YouTube. Um, you guys need to check it out. You guys need to rock with me. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Um, this podcast is going to be up and running. I'm going to try to get into this a couple of more times this month and try to stay more consistent. Um, I'm probably gonna tap into basketball, have a couple of uh, guests get on here with me, and we just gonna chop it up, man. I feel like I feel like there's much more that I can talk about and much more things that we can discuss um, from male perspectives, from female perspectives. You know, you guys can give me an insight and let me know what you want to see. Um, but like I said, I'm coming to you real, raw, and authentic. And you know, like I said, this is me. This is Matt Thomas. This is this is the one and only, the true, the true one. You know, I feel like I feel like let's be better together. Let's be better together. You know, keep those ones you love close. Keep the ones that you love, you know, the hardest closer, you know, and figure out these answers within yourself. You know, don't don't allow Instagram posts or don't allow, you know, a sermon to try to, you know, get you back, get yourself back first. Um, but like I said, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You know, thank you for welcoming me back. Uh, we back, we live, we better. This is... My March edition of the podcast. Like I said, I'm gonna try to get you guys some more episodes and I will not leave you guys as long as I did. Um, please forgive me. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for being back. Uh, it's your boy Matt Thomas. Appreciate you all. <laughs>